What's up, everyone? Welcome to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Sucardi, Zachary Sucardi. Uh, it's um, Sunday, March 19th, last day of winter, last day of winter. Thank God. It wasn't too bad. I mean, you know, it's technically last day, but you know how the shit goes. It can fucking snow in May. It can fucking snow in May. Good news. I reached out to my older brother. I got a bunch of like shit still in New Jersey. Let me blow my nose. Like books, fucking CDs. I'm a CD motherfucker still. Even some like toys as a kid. Somehow they seem to survive. <laughs> um, and he's going to send them out to me in the summer. So I'm pretty excited. You know what would be fucking dope if some of my uh, some of my t-shirts survived. Like my old fucking dope t-shirts. But that's great news. So as it gets warmer he's going to start sending me my shit. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Session 74. We made 74 of these motherfuckers. So thanks for rolling with me. It was a good day today. Um, spent it with my sister, her dad, my brother, his wife, and uh, her mom. So my sister's birthday is the 14th. My birthday and her dad's birthday is the 28th. So we had like a joint birthday party. Uh, and it was cool. I got a lot of pizza shit. I got like a pizza sign. It says, you can't make everyone happy. You're not pizza. So, pretty cool. And I got a gift card to Dion's, which is a pizzeria out here in New Mexico. Which currently, during Lent, they have pretty fucking delicious tuna. Now, pizza's pretty good, I gotta say. One thing that's good about Dion's is they got really, like, the feng shui there is on point. Just super comfortable booths. Um, and pizza's pretty good. Pizza's pretty good. Sandwiches are good. Salad's good. All around pretty darn good. So it was a nice day. <clears throat> went to church today. Went to the gym. Did Swam some laps. No one was in my lane. It was all good. Sat in the sauna. It was a good day. It was a good day for that. Um, talked to my mom tonight. I bought this recorder on my cell phone where you can record conversations. And it was awesome. I like asked my mom just all these random questions and it was so cool. I was like interviewing her because you know, she's not going to be here forever and I didn't know her favorite color was lavender. I thought it was purple. I didn't know that like if she had a time machine, she would go back to when Jesus was speaking and go hang out with Jesus. She's funny because when I asked her the time machine question, she's like, can I just visit or do I have to like stay there? Because if she's like, if I can, if I'm just visiting, I'm going to go chill with Jesus and see what he had to say. You know, like forget what what they wrote in the Bible. Like I want to hear hear it from the source. And I thought that was a great answer. But it was cool. I like interviewed my mom. I'm grateful. I still have my mom. Some folks don't. And if you still have your parents, interview them. Download a fucking app to record them. If you have to pay for it, it's so worth it. Um. So I did that. Hung out with my sister and some of her friends. I always ask couples how they met. It's a great story. Have you ever, <clears throat> like, you should ask people how they met. It's just so fascinating. It's just always so random. You know, sometimes high school, college, work, online, people got set up. Could be like it was all random. I think tonight was like her friends met because their parents had a business that they started together. Together, 
and uh, they met like through that. Pretty, pretty, you know, different, pretty random. But a great question to ask people how they met. It's just fascinating. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're going to do our fucking dilly here. We're going to do the fucking since we last spoke. I'll catch up on some rando things, do my self-care tip, read some poetry, get into some music. You know how we do. You know how we do. So let's uh, let's get into it. Let's hit, hit the break here and fucking talk about since we last spoke. I'm a very observant person. Very observant. Maybe too observant. Probably not, but I'm very observant. I will know when you got a haircut. I will know when you get new frames. I just I'm very observant. I see a lot of people like when they're at the gym and other places and they're kind of like you can tell they're out like out of their comfort zone or whatever. Their eyebrows are raised up very high. Like very high, this unassuming look. Like, what's this before me? What's happening? Here I am, everybody. I don't know what. And I just want to tell people, lower your eyebrows. Just lower them shits. Okay? Be confident. You know what I'm saying? Don't you know what I'm saying? Say what I'm saying? Don't have this like fucking high eyebrow look. I notice it a lot at the gym. As if everyone's watching you. And no one's watching you. People look, but that's it. Lower those fucking eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? Lower them shits. The fuck? I uh, sent my friend's parents who I stayed with when I was visiting Jersey some tea. And there's this place here, the New Mexico Tea Company. And it wasn't snobby. I wouldn't say that's the right adjective. But it was like a different kind of environment being in there. And I'm a noob. I'm a novice. I walk in there and there was this like this this there was there was this couple who was so into tea, and I couldn't help but <laughs> like be annoyed by them, just how they were so into it and like talking about it. They were really polite and everything, but it's just something about it. I just was like, what the fuck? Shut up. Who cares? It was the best tea in the world. I don't know. I don't know why. It just it kind of bothered me. I, I felt very New York, New Jersey in that moment. I'm like, what the fuck? It's tea. The fuck? But I bought my friend's parents some tea. Shout out to them. Um, I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I swear I see some people and I look at them and I just think, let me wash your hair. Please, let me wash your your, your fucking hair. It's so greasy and dirty. Let me wash your hair. N- not even me. I don't want to get my hands on you. But like, go wash your fucking hair. If I had hair, it would be beautiful. It wouldn't be greasy as fuck fuck all the time i see some of these people out and about not always at the gym sometimes at work and random places and i think let me wash your fucking hair if anyone knows that saturday night life the saturday night life skit called the hurley boy with adam sandler and chris farley where adam sandler plays this like unknowing blonde-haired kid and chris farley is petitioning him to do all these like random chores for your grandmother he's like let the boy give your grandmother a bath let the boy marry your grandmother. It's really bizarre, but it's funny. Look it up. It's called the Hurley Boy. And it, I just think about that when I like see people about washing their hair. I'm like, let the let the boy wash your hair. It's just greasy hair. Ugh. It's like, gosh, wear a fucking hat. Spare us all. Lower them eyebrows. Wear a hat. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit. Um, okay, so I eat rice cakes. It's a pretty good snack. For like four seconds, you eat a fucking rice cake, and after you're done swallowing it, you're already hungry. It's like eating air. Fucking rice cakes. What a jip. What a jip. There's like a little flavor, a little apple cinnamon. But the second you're fucking done, it's like you you just have amnesia. You're like, did I even eat something? Was I eating air? Was I chewing gum? All right, last thing I want to bitch about. And I bitched about this before. I'm going to take a drink of water. Uh, is when I say to people, how you doing? And their answer to me is living the dream. I fucking love dreaming, okay? I love daydreaming. I love night dreaming. I love dreaming in my poetry. I love dreaming when I watch movies. I love dreaming when I listen to music. I just love it. Living the dream is your fucking answer to me? This is your dream? Really? I hate to be so literal. I fucking hate it. It's like a curse. It's like the observation thing. But living the dream... You're going to give me that bullshit line, that low-hanging fruit fucking line, living the dream? Ugh. Just don't say anything. Just say good. How you doing? Good. I'm good. Living the dream? Ugh. Where did you hear that? Fuck off. Living the dream? This is your dream? I'm in your dream? Your dream is to be working fucking customer service? Or your dream is to be fucking... Checking me in at the gym This is your dream You're a security guard That's your dream I mean come on Living the dream Ugh. I ain't knocking anyone's job at all At all at all God bless anybody who works God bless anybody who works I'm just hating on the living the fucking dream part Living the dream Oh, It's so cringeworthy hearing that Living the dream Or like This is kind of like another one Living my best life Ugh, Get off the internet Stop with these internet fucking trends. People are so whack. Once the internet and this social media and you saw how people borrow from it so much, you go, you're fucking boring as fuck. You're going to really just borrow from the internet and social media that easily? This is where you get all of your, like, your answers, your puns and shit. Like, living the dream? Living my best life? Oh, God. People are so fucking boring. They're so boring with their style, too. Like, everyone has the same fucking pair of glasses where they're, like, the kind of, like, nerdy Buddy Holly, but then they round out at the bottom. Oh, how boring. Or they got those clear ones. Oh, man. I hate to be such a fucking curmudgeon, but damn, have some originality. You can borrow. Like, I borrow from these different styles, you know what I'm saying? But don't just totally, like, just be a fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like a mannequin and you're just dressing up with what's cool or what you're told is cool. Living the dream. Fuck off. Fuck your living the dream. I tell you, I ain't, this ain't my dream. You're not in my fucking dream. Fuck off. Living the dream. Anyway, that's my shit. Let's get into some self-care. Fuck you. Exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. Exactly. Fuck you. Amen. A- Amen. So last week, I went over tips for... What, what the fuck did I say? What was last week? It was something like... All right, let me go back to my show notes from last week and give you the exact... 
All right, how to start a difficult conversation. Okay, that's what I went over last week. This week, I'm going to go over tips for having a difficult conversation. First tip is keep your goal in mind and be flexible. Stay open to their perspective. You have a certain idea of what you're going to talk about, all the bullet points, right? But be flexible because you're going to come at them and they're going to be like, what the fuck? And they're going to come at you with all this wild shit. So you got to be flexible. You got to stay open. You got to be malleable. You know what I'm saying? I went over this a billion times last week. I think I said it a fucking billion. Use I statements. Speak for yourself. You're responsible for your side of the road, not for theirs. Use I statements. Next one on here says use assertive communication and treat them with respect. Why beat around the bush? If it's a difficult conversation, don't fucking sugarcoat it. I mean, don't be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? But be assertive. That's a great word. Be assertive. Next one is take turns talking. It's a dialogue, not a monologue. Very true. Sometimes you're so passionate. You're so into something. If you really care about the person, have a dialogue. Ask them questions. Don't interrupt them. Fucking be quiet. Make it a point in your brain to go, okay, I'm going to ask them a question, and I'm going to stay silent until they are silent. Until they are finished. I'm not going to interrupt them, even if I'm triggered. That's how you active listen. That's how, I mean, that's this is how you do it. You take turns talking. Next one on this list for tips for having a difficult conversation. Avoid, oh, sorry, no, sorry. Be curious about their perspective. I like this one. Be curious. Be curious in life. You want to meet new people? Be curious. Be sincerely curious. You want to meet your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, partner, whatever the fuck? Be curious. Be sincerely curious. Not creepy, but curious. You know what I'm saying? And you'll know if it's a vibe. If it's not a vibe, you okay, all right, whatever. But stay curious. Don't let that person fucking knock you off your shit. So the best way to like feel confident and like get to know someone is being sincerely curious. You know? And it's not that hard. You you see things that kind of strike you. Next one is avoid you statements as well as blaming, name calling, or insults. This will cause them to withdraw or attack as well. Very true. You statements. You did this, you did that, you, 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 you fucked up, you da da da. And don't be name calling. At all or, or insults I've been in arguments With ex-girlfriends And once they start going With the name call I'm like oh, Fuck this Fuck out of here With that shit Trying to insult me You know Get out of your system I'm not a punching bag Fuck off You know Avoid you statements As well as blaming I mean These are difficult conversations Not easy And no one's perfect Right I'm not holding anyone Accountable on that level You know what I'm saying No one's perfect, but that's why these things are here. That's why these things are out there. So you can listen to this podcast and, you know, learn a thing or two. Next one is describe your point of view, thoughts, and feelings as clear. Describe your point of view, your thoughts, and feelings as clearly as possible and use specific examples. Open up a little notepad on your phone and write these examples. Be prepared. You know, if you care enough about the person, you'll even make make some notes. So, you know, you have all your shit in order. You know, really just be open. Describe. Be specific. 
Don't just go with the feeling and say, ah, oh, you're, you're kind of this way, kind of way. No, be specific. If you love the person, they will appreciate it. It will show that you're paying attention. Next one is approach, approach one issue at a time. Don't go at them with a fucking Christmas list full of shit that they suck at. You suck at this, 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 this. Address things one at a time. Maybe prioritize them. You know, you're not there to, like, beat them up. You're there to, you know, have a difficult conversation and get to a, a, a mutual resolution. The next one is pause or pause. Pause. Pause the conversation if you are too overwhelmed or triggered and continue later. That's a huge, that's, that's great advice. Don't feel like you got to do this. You know, they're not leaving for Europe tomorrow. They're not starting their new life, living their best life tomorrow. You know, maybe you can't hit, maybe you can't hit every bullet point. Chill, pause, take a breather, you know. Have it be mutual, though. Talk about it. Last one on here for tips for having a difficult conversation. Approach the conversation with an interest in solving the problem rather than wanting to be right. My therapist used to say, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? You can't be both sometimes. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? And damn it, she was right. I wanted to be right sometimes. But no, in reality, I wanted to be happy. So I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm not perfect. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Approach a conversation with the interest of solving a problem. This ain't just a bitch fest. These difficult conversations you want to have not to vent and beat somebody up or take out your past trauma on them. You want to fucking get somewhere. You love the person, right? Don't fuck around. Too many people fuck around. And they're abusive and shitty verbally. Fuck them. No, not fuck them. I mean, everyone deserves some some love, but you know what I'm saying. All right, enough of that. That's the self-care tip of the week. Again, I found that on Instaham, my mental health space. Next week, I will finish this up. There's a third part to this about uh, having difficult conversations. I forgot what the title is, but stay tuned for it. Let's get into some poetry. So, I'm reading from the Haiku Anthology. What? Oh, well, who's this from? Okay, so I, I'm a big, like, I'm a big person who, like, uh, let me say that again. I put notes and random things in my poetry books or in books. It's like a place to keep them. And this is a note from a girl I worked with. What does it say? Uh, this is three. Wow. Damn. This is like March 17th. I think this is 2010. Let me read it to you. It says Z. At first, I thought that I would place past. Let me think. What the fuck does it say? It. Place past it ratio on every poem I've loved. But there were too many to keep at it. Thank you for sharing. What the fuck? I would place past place past it ratio on every poem I found. 
but there were too many to keep at it. Oh, duh. Let me read this again in fucking English. At first I thought I would place post-it notes on every poem I loved, but there were too many to keep at. There were too many to keep at it. Thank you for sharing. Crystal. All right. You're welcome, Crystal. I uh, got this on a beautiful piece of stationery, and I kept it for, what, 13 years? Must have shared my poetry with Crystal. That's cool. All right. There you go. Okay, so this is from a book called The Poetry Anthology. I've read from this probably a couple of sessions ago. Uh, where the fuck was I? Like 180-something, I think. 186. Okay, so let's let's read some poetry. Was it 186? Okay, now here it is. 185. Here we go. Driving to work, past the woods, and the wild roses. Between cities on the interstate, so many stars. Love that. Ever since I was a child, the moon following me home. No moon tonight, our eyes are drawn to the white chrysanthemum. The men on both sides have taken my armrests. We can all relate to that. The haiku completely gone by the time I've dried my hands. That's awesome. Stocking feet, the width of each board down the long hallway. Androgynous stranger winks at me. Horror movie, commercial break, my son follows me into the kitchen. That's awesome. After lights out, the cat finding things to do. God, haiku is so great. So much in these just couple lines. Across the still lake, through upcurls of morning mist, the cry of a loon. Mirrored by the spring, under the pines a cluster of Indian pipes. A patter of rain, the lily pad undilutes on winding, on winding rings. Excuse me. Undilutes on winding rings. Perching bolt upright, the crow lets the rainwater trickle from her trail. Excuse me. Down to dark leaf mold, the falling dogwood petal carries its moonlight. Now the leaves are still, and only the mockingbird lets the moonlight through. In the garden pool, dark and chill, excuse me, in the garden pool, dark and still, a stepping stone releases the moon. The old rooster crows, out of the mist comes the rocks and the twisted pine. The waves now fall short of the stranded jellyfish, in it shines the sky. This morning's rainbow shares its deep violet edge with the misty moon. One breaker crashes as the neck draw as the next draws up as the next draws up a lull, and Sandpiper cries. In the sea, sunset. On the dark dune, a bright fringe of waving grasses. Hushed the lake shore pines. Once more a steady mountain rests on steady clouds. Still sunlit one tree into the mountain shadow. It lets fall a leaf. Snow-laden bushes, one bent to the ground and one swaying in the wind. 
On the top fence rail, she lights, knocking off some snow, a common sparrow. At the window, sleet, here in a darkening hut, sudden squeaks of mice, yenna. Blue jays in the pines, the northern river's ledge, cased with melting ice. Tar paper cabin behind the river's wild birch, a musket lunge leaps. Patches of snow mirrored in the flowering stream, a long wedge of geese. Marsh marigold on a low island of grass, the warmth of the sun. Muttering thunder, the bottom of the river, scattered with clams. A light river wind on the crannied cliff, hang harebell and fern. Shooting the rapids, a glimpse of a meadow, gold with buttercups. Lean, two of tin, a pine tail on the river, in the pelting rain. Pelting is such a great word, especially when it comes to rain. Anyway, that's uh, from Haiku Anthology. Read some poetry there. Let's get into the True Blue uh, playlist. Let's let's do it up here. Alrighty, so the song I'm sharing this week is from a band called Shame from their album Food for Worms. March is the worm moon because it gets warmer and the worms are about openness, change. Anyway, the album is Food for Worms. The song is Burning by Desire. So this band, Shame, they're a one-word band. Right away, I, I like it. There's a ton of one-word band names, tons of them. And you think shame would have been already used? Probably was, you know, but way back whenever. But this is shame. This is like the most notable one, at least. They're from England, I'm pretty sure. They're fairly new, like maybe the last ten years. I heard of um, I've heard their name just from like Spotifying around, and then this band I listened to, Military Gun. They put a playlist together, and this was on there. And also, I think. So I went to Phoenix last year, and this record store, Stinkweed, shout out to them. They have like a new release playlist, and I'm pretty sure this, yeah, you know, this, this was on there. Not this song, but this band. But I had heard of Shame before. Anywho, the album art is very, like, it makes me think of Smashy Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness. There's a certain scheme or aesthetic that they have that makes me think of that. And honestly, this does give me a lot of 90s vibes. Like, kind of like Weezer, heavier Weezer, very post-rock, emo, post-punk, post-pepperoni. But it definitely has some 90s vibes. You can even hear it in the vocals. They're like, they're they're very, they're, they're clean, but they're somewhat raspy at times. Very catchy chorus and song, song progression. Um, great lyrics. A, a theme of all the uh, True Blue songs on my playlist are great lyrics, typically. Kind of reads like a poem, too, which I'm going to read here in a minute. Um, and then what what I like about the song is it's very relatable. It's It feels like it's about a relationship, um, which a lot of songs are, to be honest with you. A lot of them are, but this one especially. And what's cool about this song, it picks up towards the end. Like it really, like the like tempo of it really, really picks up. It becomes like a kind of little, like a little rock jam at the end. 
So I'm going to share this on the True Blue playlist. I always forget to mention, I mean, whatever, but I'm on Instagram, True Blue Podcast. You can find my playlist through there. Or if you have Spotify, my name on there is Donnie Pepperoni. Donnie with a Y, Pepperoni. And you'll see the True Blue, like, fucking logo and shit. Uh, True Blue playlist. Anyway, this song is called Burning by Design. I'm going to read you the lyrics. I sold my life for you. I sold my life for you. You took my strife from me. You took my strife from me. You don't care about the feeling anymore. When it hits, it's always raw. But you know, but you know it could be better. I don't care about the songs that use these chords. I'm sure there's plenty more, but I know they're not the same. You burn that hot for me. You burn that hot for me. You sold my life for me. You sold my life for me. You don't care about the feeling anymore. When it hits, it's always raw, but you know it could be better. I don't care about the songs that use these chords. I'm sure there's plenty more. But I know they're not the same. You burn that hot for me. You burn that hot for me. I know you don't want to talk anymore. I know you don't want to burn for a cause. You don't want to burn for a cause. Good shit. That 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 line where he goes, "You burn that hot for me." I fucking love that. He sings. He's like, "You burn that hot for me. You burn that hot for me." So good. You sold my life for me. You sold my life for me. I, I got to be honest. Sometimes in a song, it could be like one or two lines that just like fucking hit. And they become like the whole essence of the song. And that's what this is for me. Anyway, this is Shame. Song is Burning by Design off of Food for Worms. Came out this year. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for rolling with me. I'm Zachary Sucardi. This is the True Blue Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and all the other fucking pepperoni pizza eaters. Everyone have a great week. Talk to you soon. Peace, everybody. Mm-hmm.